0: Tom Morges. Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. I'm really excited to have on today's show Danny Flood, who is the founder of Open World Magazine and the author of almost a half dozen books, including Buy Your Own Island, which we'll talk about today. So, Danny, thank you so much for joining us from Bangkok.
1: Hey, Tom. Thanks so much for having me. It's great that we uh, were finally able to connect.
0: Yeah. Uh, just offline before we started the uh, the recording, we were talking about where Danny was at. He's in Bangkok, uh, Thailand, which is interesting. I was there earlier in 2015. We were there in the spring, I want to say, um, and passed through. Spent a few months in Thailand. Well, probably about two, two or two or three. So, have you been living there long, Danny? Or are you just traveling and passing through, or what's the deal?
1: Yeah, at the moment I'm based here in Bangkok. Um, I live here with my my girlfriend. And, um, but I've, I've been in Asia for about, uh, well, over a year and a half now. Um, but I've, I've been pretty much nomadic, uh, nomadic minimalist since around 2009. Um, I felt like, you know, before that I had pretty sheltered upbringing. I was kind of, uh, didn't see much of the world. I wanted to be a writer, uh, but I didn't have enough life experience. I felt like, so I just kind of, at first I just started, you know, traveling around in my car. Um, you know, I, i I've. I had freelance clients that I've worked with in San Diego. I went down to Mexico for two months to, to see if my business could still run even if I took myself out of the equation um, and it, everything went fine and um, you know, then I booked a one-way ticket to South America and I've been pretty much traveling the, the globe uh, ever since then which was around, oh gosh, 2011 now uh, and now it's 2016 and um, I was running a digital advertising agency for about three, well, four, four or five years. Um, I was making about six figures. Well, I was making six figures and uh, working about 10 hours a week at that point because I had most of the stuff um, you know, automated and uh, I outsourced a lot of it, running this marketing agency. Uh, but then I got really bored with that business and um, I would love traveling, you know, but I wanted to, to work on something that was more meaningful and that uh, became the seed of my book and then eventually Open World Magazine.
0: Awesome. And so, when did you start Open World in two thousand fourteen?
1: Yeah, sure. So my first month of, I guess, since i registered my blog was in February of two thousand fourteen, and I was just checking the stats the other day. Um, you know, for the first few months, like I, I hadn't even, I didn't even have a, a thousand people visit my blog. I think in April two thousand fourteen, the third month, I had nine hundred and thirty eight uh, visitors, and then I checked the stats. You know, one year later, we had more than sixteen thousand. Um, and so we're, we're going pretty steadily now. I I have a, uh, once weekly podcast and we just launched, uh, we launched an Indiegogo campaign for our, for digital magazine, which I'm going to publish on uh, the app store and successfully funded that as well. So I'm really excited about that too.
0: Very cool, man. That's awesome. So what's like, I guess obviously you're inspired by travel. You've been traveling for a while. Um, but what, you know, with Open World Mag, where do you see it going? Like, what's, what's, what's the big goal for you in mind with that?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So my goal is really, like, it's, it's purpose-oriented, you know. This is kind of like my purpose, my passion project, purpose project, I guess you could say, um, where, you know, when I was doing an advertising agency, you know, it's, it, it, it was cool. It was fun. I mean, I enjoyed the work for a while, but then I got burnt out. It was only affecting, like, maybe five or six people, you know, who, who actually cared about what I was doing uh, my clients, you know, and, um, now with, with this magazine, I just hope that, you know, I can give back, I guess, give back, but, you know, like kind of help the person that I was, you know, when I was younger, maybe when I was like 23, 24, um, didn't really have any good mentors, you know, all of the traditional path didn't seem to be working too well. Um, you know, I want to give people like, you know, actionable insights, they can use strategies, you know, inspirational stories and show them that, you know, other people are doing this, you can do this, you are good enough. Now and and you can take action to have whatever you want now because um, I mean I did it and I, I kind of like it was a really roundabout process the way that I did it but I, I kind of like want to systemize this and help more people and so if, if I can reach more people with my mission you know that's that's my goal I the income for me is, is secondary you know the income is, is coming in pretty steadily now I'm, I'm you know I'm doing re- pretty well my second year of business but um, you know I just I just want to to create and affect change, I think, is the main thing. Yeah, and so
0: so, tell me a little bit about uh, these ebooks that you wrote, um, the Buy Your Own Island. What's uh, Tell us a little bit about that. It's a pretty interesting title. How's that uh, done for you? Or what's the the response? Um, and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, sure. So Buy Your Own Island, the idea behind it is, um, if you buy your own island, it's kind of the ultimate symbol of independence and freedom. And I was inspired by this, this story of Tynan. He wrote on his blog about how he and a few friends, uh, uh, and a couple others, they actually bought their own Island and they they said they wanted to create their own country and see what they could build, you know, which I thought was so cool because it's, it's all about, for me, it's all about freedom and independence and, uh, being able to, to, I guess, ask the right questions of yourself and, and, um, you know, do what you want to do and not, not follow someone else's narrative. And, Um, that book was really, it's kind of like a practical plan for, um, you know, setting your dream goals. Like what are the three or four dreams you have that would change everything and change your life completely to completely reinvent yourself. And, you know, I really work to answer all the questions people have and to, to give them the answers, uh, to make it happen. You know, like starting with the inner game, you know, how, and, and, um, you know, facing down fears and, and defining what you want. And then, you know, there's a business section of that book to help people with the income side of things. And then I have, uh, I think, eight case studies in the back of the book of different types of businesses and people featuring their stories, you know, the challenges they went through. Um, Because a lot of people, they don't talk about the stories people go through when they're struggling to become successful. You know, like, people didn't want to interview J.K. Rowling when she was a poor single mother on welfare, but now she's the first billionaire author ever. Um, You know, but but I want to tell those stories of that struggle and how these people were able to... Um, go through the same thing that many of us are, are going through, yet they were able to come out the other side. And I think it's a great book. I'm a little bit biased, but um, you know, I, I have a free audiobook version of that Fire uh, and Island if you want to check out as well.
0: Awesome, yeah, I will definitely link it up in the show notes. So, yeah. so yeah, so tell me a little bit about, I guess, these these other books that you're writing. Um, you know, it seems like writing's a big, uh, you know, big aspect of what you do. Um, How did you get into writing, and uh, and why have you you know why? Why do you pursue that again? Is that a passion of yours, writing and all that, and publishing?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I wanted to be a writer since a young age. Uh, but when I was younger, like when I was 19, 20 or so, I, I didn't have a lot of life experience, and I figured you know, if I wanted to be a great writer, I have to like you know get out in the world and try new things and learn things. And and so I, I wore a bunch of hats when I was younger. I mean, I was in the the Army National Guard. I I was a Taekwondo instructor. Uh, I was a uh, wrestling coach um, you know i worked i worked at a resort in the south pacific i uh, I worked in a factory i got fired after one day in the factory um, so now I just story for another time um, so so i mean and then i 've been traveling you know i've been traveling to i guess thirty three countries- i traveled thirty three countries now or, or lived in maybe ten of those and um, you know i just i just wanted to collect stories and, and that 's kind of what i've been doing with with open world uh, magazine and um The, I have five books now, uh, the four books that came after buyer and I'm a little bit shorter, uh, but they all focus on hacks. And, uh, the reason I focus on hacks is because when I was, uh, when I was publishing, you know, blog posts, uh, I would promote them on Facebook and I would study the stats. And I noticed that if I post like a travel piece, um, you know, it might get a lot of likes. It gets like this feel good factor, but whenever I post a hack, you know, like a hack to, um, improve your self-esteem or a hack to uh, improve your self-confidence, something like this that I would get a disproportionate amount of clicks versus likes. And so I thought, you know, there, there must be something there if a lot of people are, are wanting to read these articles. So from that on, I started to focus on hacks. And the reason I like hacks is because um, I'm always looking for ways to improve, you know, improve my business processes, improve uh, my fitness, improve my productivity. And so, you know, they're of great interest to me. And I think that a lot of men are interested in hacks, men especially, uh, because we like to solve one problem and then move on to the next. You know, we get a sense of accomplishment when we uh, when we solve a problem. You know, we get this sense sense of satisfaction. So men are really interested in hacks, and I don't know if it's the same with women, but you know, women are more interested in you know their, their satisfaction comes from other things. Uh, but um, yeah, so I have I have four books about hacks. Uh, you know, one is Hack Email, which is um, you know how to connect with anyone. So I do all the publicity for my business uh, my books myself. I've been on maybe 40 to 50 podcasts. Uh, another one is called hack sleep, which was a subject near and dear to my heart as a long time insomniac. Um, I've been doing polyphasic sleep where I sleep about four hours a night and, uh, you know, take maybe a nap or two during the day. Uh, I have a book called hack upwork about freelancing and another one, uh, hack your mind to become bulletproof.
0: What's the, and then is there a major strategy behind this? Um, for your, you know, for open world or is this a separate endeavor or how does this fit into the bigger picture?
1: Um, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I kind of like to be on a lot of different platforms and a lot of people that, um, engage with my content, you know, they, they follow my podcast, they, they go to my blog and I'm, I'm really working on, uh, building up my base of 1000 true fans, which I'm sure you're aware of, yeah. uh, that, that concept. So, you know, I, I find that people that, that get one of my books, you know, they're interested in getting all of them. Um, you know, they're interested in reading my blog. They sign up for my email list. Um, so I just want to be out there where the readers are, and for me, that's that's Amazon. Like initially, I, I initially, Tom, you know, I initially I, I thought about writing my my hack books as um, you know giveaways on my website, you know, to collect email opt-ins, mm-hmm. and then I, I scrapped that idea because I realized, you know, I can reach a lot more people with Amazon. I can do a free promotion every 90 days. You know, I can do. Um, there's so many newsletter sites out there, like Buckbooks and all these others, you know, that I can promote my my work to. Um, so I want to introduce, you know, my books are kind of like business cards, they're self-liquidating lead sources. And then, you know, once they they get my books, they they often you know become consulting clients. They often buy my my Gumroad products or other the things I have to offer.
0: Yeah, for sure, very cool. So uh, what's been the biggest challenge for build uh, when it comes to kind of going back to uh, to Open World Mag? Um, would you, I guess, would you say Open World Mag is the biggest focus for you right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're about to launch uh, a digital magazine. Um, I think part of the, the the challenge, one of the challenges has been getting the, the people who sign up for free content to upgrade and and pull out their wallet. That, that's been a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I did a crowdfunding campaign, uh, did Indiegogo, it's 110% funded now, uh, but not very few pledges came from my email list. You know, if if I if I have a free book available, I'll get maybe you know 100 to 200 people emailing me asking for a copy. Uh, and then a lot some read review. You know, most people won't, of course. Uh, it, but when I when I asked when I told about my Indiegogo campaign, like I I sent that email to the noise of crickets. I feel like because I only got maybe one or two pledges from my email list, which which I thought well, I was blown away by, because uh, I get so many people emailing me when they want free stuff. Uh, but when I when I um, did my Indiegogo campaign, what worked best was you know one-on-one email outreach to my network. Um, that that contributed about eight, well, more than ninety percent of my pledges, versus people I didn't know or guest blogging or podcast interviews. It was just one-on-one email outreach to uh, acquaintances, people in my network, podcast hosts like yourself. Um, so that that has been a challenge: is is getting people who sign up for the free content to convert to to buying other products.
0: Yeah. OK, cool. And and so, again, how, you know, right now it's pretty early then. Um, you know, I guess the, the objective then of open world mag, you know, monetization wise, um, are you are you going to be selling it, the magazine itself? Or is it going to be more, uh, you know, if you get enough traffic, it'll be kind of a, um, adver- a- advertising type platform or a combination of both?
1: Yeah, we do a little bit of advertising, um, but it is going to be a subscription-based model. It's going to be uh, $2.99 uh, per issue, $2.99. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I like that model better is because uh, you don't need like a lot of traffic. You don't need a lot of readers. I mean, with a blog post, you, know, you consistently have to churn out new content. Um, you have to SEO-optimize your articles. You have to uh, get high volume. Uh, but with a subscription-based model, you have a tighter control over the content. You can really focus on quality, and it's kind of similar to you know the natural evolution of publishing, where you know 100 years ago, you had people selling newspapers on the street, you know, trying to call out, um, you know, kind of like ClickBait in a sense, because they were trying to get people to, you know, people they don't know to come and buy their newspaper. Um, but I would rather focus on you know delivering high-quality content to a smaller audience. And, and not have to worry about you know clickbait headlines, not have to worry about you know traffic or SEO optimization. I want to focus on delivering value, and I think by by tapping a subscription-based model, uh, it really allows you the opportunity to do that. And there are there are other people who have been very successful um, in this in this with digital magazines like Nathan Chan. Do you know Nathan Chan?
0: Yeah, I think I just um I just interviewed him for In the Trenches, so I think he'll he'll be. If he hasn't been published, I think he'll be published soon. I think he'll, his episode will live soon.
1: Okay. Yeah. By the time
0: somebody listens to this, it'll be live. So yes,
1: he he's grown that up to be you know like a, a six figure business in in a year, um, you know one or two years, um, with Founder Magazine. So he's done a great job with that, and uh, a big part of his success has been with Instagram, and um, you know he's gotten over half a million followers on Instagram, um, which you probably interviewed him already. So I don't want to. Uh, rehash what he said. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there, there's ways to... So, so, I mean, that's that's kind of where our focus is right now is, is to increase our reach on social media and, you know, find the people who are interested in our content, let them come to us. So, yeah. So
0: the question I have for you is, uh, you know, you're working on a lot of different stuff. I'm just curious. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions, but I am a big goal setter uh, and I like to set and measure and track my goals. So I'm just curious um, what your your major focuses this year um, and what you're trying to grow, what you're trying to create.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm not a big fan of resolutions either. Um, (laughs) I think that they're, they're silly, but I I am big on goals and especially short term goals. Uh, So I have a lot of goals for each month, uh, next three months, uh, six months. I think that 2015 was the most, uh, I think it was the proudest year of my life because I published five books. Um, I did everything I set out to do. Um, I, I, Successfully completed my first Indiegogo campaign, um, and now 2016, I think I want to 10x it. I want everything to, to be bigger than it was before. Um, I've noticed that, you know, when I talk to people, when I talk to bloggers and, and people like this, like, um, do you know Sean Souza Tom? Uh, Sean Asuza of Psychotactics.
0: Yeah, I don't know him personally, but I think I've heard. Oh, okay.
1: Him. Yeah, well, he's he's been doing that business for more than a decade. You know, so he's been building that platform up for more than a decade, and. Um, you know, what, what I've found is that sometimes it takes time to build these platforms, you know, to build a name, to, to drive market penetration, to get these 1,000 true fans. Uh, but once you have that, that platform, uh, then you're golden. You know, you're off to the races. And, um, you know, so for me, I mean, I'm, I'm two years in now. I've, I've built this platform. I have passionate readership. And um, I really just want to 10x everything. I want to, to reach more people. I want to scale up. Uh, I have more books that I plan to publish. I'm going to be publishing some, some digital magazines that I think are going to be incredible. I'm really excited for, and um, yeah, I have a physical. I want to launch a few physical products eventually uh, at some point. Um, I have an, an invention for a physical product that I want to launch on Kickstarter. Uh, yeah, so you know, I mean, it's just it's just about scaling up, doing what we're doing. You know, building the platform, building the brand. I think once you you have um, a brand that's established, once you get a couple years into it, um, you know, then the opportunities kind of multiply. They start to come to you, but. A lot of people kind of give up before they have that uh, platform really established, or um, you know maybe they don't have the, haven't taken the time to really to build it up in the first place. But I think if you stick with it, if you you keep publishing great content, if you keep engaging your fans, um, you know then you're going to have that that 1,000 true fan uh, base that you can build on, and and then you really have you know you can do pretty much anything you want with it. You know you can come up with ideas in the shower and say. Oh hey, you know I could do this or this or this or that, and and then you try something, you see whether it works or not, and um, you just keep you just keep going. You know, you you try stuff, and then you get feedback. You try stuff, you get feedback.
0: Yep, very <laughs> cool, awesome, I love it. And uh, and you're gonna be doing this all while uh, while living and traveling abroad, huh?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm still based in Thailand. I have no plans to. Uh, to, to leave really, I mean, but I, I do have some some travel plans. I'm, I'm planning to go to India, to China. I want to uh, do a bicycle ride across China. Um, I have a plan to, to go to India, and I want to do some some climbing out there. I, I, I might be uh, speaking at WordCamp in Mumbai in a couple months. So I'm, I'm, you know, starting to add new things to my repertoire, like I'm doing public speaking. Um, yeah, I might have a speaking engagement in Singapore. So I, I basically have some plans to continue to travel, explore the region, go places I haven't been, do new things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, just, just have a good time, enjoy life, work hard, play hard. Um, you know, that's that's the secret to uh, uh, a purpose-driven life, I think.
0: Very cool. And so where can people reach out to you if they want to find out more about you and, and buy your books and whatever else you have going on and Open World Mag and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, sure. So you can check out our website. It's openworldmag.com. Uh, my email address is danny at openworldmag.com if you want to discuss uh, you know, business idea or y- you want to collaborate. Uh, I also have an Indiegogo campaign, which will probably be uh, expired by the time this interview goes live. But um, you can also get an audiobook. Uh, I have an audiobook version of my book, Buy Your Own Island at buyyourownisland.com forward slash audio book. And um, you can look me up on Amazon. I have all my books on there. Uh, my latest book, Hack Sleep. And, um, I, I have another coupon I can, I can offer for my, my Udemy course, uh, for your listeners as well for my sleep hacking masterclass. Awesome. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of places you can go, but, uh, you can check out my blog, the podcast, you know, if you just want to get more info, it's openworldmag.com.
0: And, and I know the campaign will be over by the time this probably airs. Well, by the time this airs, I'm sure it will be because is probably a, we're probably a few weeks out, but where is your campaign at right now? And what are your What is your goal?
1: Yeah, sure. So it's at uh, indiegogo.com. Um, I can't, you know, the link is quite long for my uh, specific campaign, but. Sure. Uh, basically, you know, I, I wanted some some money to to fund the development of this app for the newsstand uh, for a digital magazine. I don't have a lot of print. Co- I don't have print costs. I don't have a lot of costs. Uh, so I set a small goal because of my first crowdfunding campaign. Uh, I set a goal of two thousand two hundred dollars. Um, when realistically, I need maybe fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars to launch this app. And we raised uh, 2,400, more than 2,400.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, yeah, and so it's 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 been good. And and I've also confirmed the demand for the product. Um, I think when you do a crowdfunding campaign, it's an easy way to get extra publicity. So I've been able to get on a lot of podcasts. Um, I just submitted guest posts for WP Curve, uh, Location nice. Rebel. Yeah, so a lot of um, you know good people got some good coverage. Um, and you know, I wanted I wanted this magazine to be. Um, self-funded from day one. You know, I didn't want to invest, you know, two thousand dollars of my own money and then be in the hole and then have to make that back. I wanted, you know, the I wanted the customers to, to fund it with their wallets. And so that, that's where I was going with with this Indiegogo campaign. Um, and it's been a good experience. You know, I I think that the the thing that threw me off the most when I was researching crowdfunding is that there's so much information out there and so much stuff like you should do this, you should do that, you should pitch the press and get the media on board and all this yeah. stuff. And I got really overwhelmed and. I had to kind of like scale back and simplify a little bit, you know, know, to to make this work. And I figured, you know, like my strength is email outreach and connecting with people. So I just focused on, you know, one-on-one email outreach. You know, every Monday I would contact like, you know, 15 to 20 people. uh, And then, you know, I would do the same and keep doing that over and over again. I would send out these individual emails and that worked really well. I got a lot of people to back the project that way.
0: Very cool, man! Awesome, great stuff! Very excited for you. Um, thank you. And we'll make sure to send people over to Open World Mag to go check it out, and hopefully uh, hop on the app when it's completed. So appreciate it, you being on the show, Danny. Really great
1: stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here, Tom. And uh, hope the hope you, the listener, enjoyed it as well. Uh, thank you for uh, listening this long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally appreciate it, Danny. Yeah. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you'd like to check out the show notes, just head over to TomMorcus.com slash podcast, where you'll find the latest broadcast. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, please do me a favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes. That's the fastest, simplest, easiest way to support my creative work, and it would really mean a lot to me. As always, this is Tom Morcus, and if you're listening to this, you are The Resistance.